Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hello and welcome to the Rethink Retail podcast shot live here at NRF 2024 at the Rethink Retail podcast booth right on the show floor here at the Javits Center. I'm here with my very special guest, Jay Shields. She is the SVP of sales and customer success at Pomeroy, one of the many amazing uh, tech exhibitors here at the show this year. Jay? Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here, Gabriella. Absolutely. And happy to have you here as the very first guest of NRF 2024. <laughs> Super excited. And I know the show has just started, so usually I want to ask, how has the show been for you? But we've been together the whole time, so yeah. hopefully so far so good. It's been great. <laughs> I've actually already walked the show floor and been able to start navigating all the booths that I want to hit and go back to. So got a plan. Excellent. Tends to be a free-for-all here at, at NRF, so having a plan is good. Yeah. So as far as the show goes, any technology that are super excited to learn about. What do you have your eye on this year? You mentioned you have a plan. So what's part of that plan? What's on your agenda this year? Yeah, I am all about finding technology that is easy mm -hmm. for retailers to add into their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I am really am focused on anything that is going to make shopping fun in 2024. Because as we know, retail shoppers are back in stores and they're looking for experiences. And I think that a lot of consumers like and shoppers like you and I really want to be entertained whenever mm -hmm. we go into a store. Absolutely. And it's true, shoppers are definitely back in stores. You know, you certainly see them here in New York, but you're also seeing them in the heartland. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jay, you're in Austin. Yes. And how is it for you at home? Because I'm seeing shoppers in our traditional malls all the time yep. and it's surprising but it's really encouraging to see you know just in shopping for christmas uh -huh. i was so pleasantly surprised to see the retail position of a store greeter come back into the store mm -hmm. to be able to kind of start having that super engaging yeah. interaction to find out what you are looking for but then also to get your hands on the product feel the sweater touch the bath bomb actually dry your hair at a Dyson store. <laughs> I think that it's becoming more entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. And during COVID and the, the months kind of after the pandemic, things started opening, a lot of those jobs were cut. You know, there was a lot of labor shortages and a lot of the jobs, the greeters, some of the merchandisers, those really pivotal roles were cut from stores. So it's, it's great to hear that we now have greeters back in stores, being that first kind of engagement touch point right at the store entrance. That's really great to hear. Yes. So, Jay, I want to know from your perspective, we talked about what you're excited to see here. What are the big tech trends then that do you have your eye on? What do you think is going to be leading this year? And is it AI? I think AI is going to play a huge role in retail. I think if you don't have it on your 2024 <laughs> or 2025 roadmap, uh, you need to 
to get the right people into your ecosystem to have it. Mm -hmm. And I think that from an AI perspective, just to answer that specifically, <laughs> it's not gonna be overly complicated. What we're gonna find is AI being leveraged mm -hmm. to make things easier for stores to operate. As a great example, mm -hmm. how do you walk into a shoe retailer mm -hmm. and expect the associate to be able to put you into a segment in order to have that appropriate greeting? Yeah. When AI could recognize that customer mm -hmm. and in a headset or in like the glasses I'm wearing, be able to say, that is a candidate for this product. Absolutely. Or they already have this product, ask them about that add-on. I think we're Super gonna see people get a lot more comfortable with it. And the way that we're gonna get this implemented into retail stores and for retail kind of executives is kind of the non-scary, making your life easier and more helpful. So robots, AI, they are not here to uh, take yes. over just yet. Correct. So maybe next year. <laughs> Yeah. That will be the topic of conversation yes. uh, at yes. NRF. But yep. for now, simplifying, making things easier, making experiences more personalized right. at the store level, which I think is pivotal because we hear about it a lot online and digital and personalized marketing yep. and all that, being able to actually bring that into the store, into the physical store now. Fantastic. And I know Pomeroy, you guys are known for the work you do in supporting the store infrastructure yes. of the future, yes. as we like to say. So can you tell our audience what exactly that means, store infrastructure of the future, Absol and why absolutely. it's so digital, and how Pomeroy helps? So I think it is at its most simple form, retailers can only move as fast as their environments allow. So you could have the latest idea on RFID and being able to use AI and your cashier's ears. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have the right broadband or you don't have the right ecosystem for that technology to succeed and work, mm -hmm. then all you're doing is taxing systems that are already yeah. taxed. Pomeroy can come into a retailer's ecosystem, survey their environment, help with the network, help with figuring out what infrastructure you need in order to be able to support the latest point of sale, the latest technology, the next customer interaction. Mm -hmm. And that's just right. one of many things. Then you get to the point of being able to support that environment. Sure. So we could talk a little more about that. I think a great example of it is what we're doing with Luxottica and the Ray-Ban yeah, stores. Absolutely. So great segue into my next question, which is you guys helped support the rollout of the Ray-Ban Meta glasses, viral glasses, She's wearing them now. Jay, tell us a little bit about the Ray-Ban glasses and what makes them so special. So in my opinion, just like when we all got used to autocorrect and predictive texting, we all eventually became a little, well, just like with predictive texting, we were all a little skeptical at the beginning, like, oh my gosh, why is it predicting my next three words? Mm -hmm we've become more comfortable with it. So I think what makes this product so unique is that we're taking a legacy, very recognizable brand and we're merging it with technology. And I think this is gonna make AI a little less scary for consumers. And I think a good example of this is we all had to get used to the predictive texting capabilities on our phones. 
right? Sure. Like at one point we had to make sure that we spelled everything correctly. Mm-hmm. I still put punctuation in my text, <laughs> but now phones will actually predict it and make it work. Well, that was the dawn of actually chatbots that was just yeah. bringing that to the consumers. What these glasses are doing is they're taking all of these devices that we have with us and they're putting them in a device that's already used. Mm-hmm. So at a Ray-Ban store, there are 23 different frames. You can get prescriptions. You can get the transition lenses. Super cool. But essentially, there is a camera in the glasses. There are speakers on the side and they are connected via Bluetooth, via Meta. So what that enables you to do is to actually touch the button and say, hey Meta, how many Ray-Ban glasses were sold on the first day of launch? First day of launch was August, 2023, 203,000 were sold in the first day. Wow. So it's that type of technology. And your glasses just told you My glasses just told me via the speakers that are in the bag. Think about being able to go to a sporting event, but then being able to touch your glasses and say, but what is the score for this game without having to look down at your phone? So I think the social aspect of what we've been doing with our current devices has almost gotten in the way again from conversation. Yeah. So I really applaud Luxottica and the Ray-Ban brand of being able to come up with this customer success yeah. story. And just also enjoy the experience, like yes. concerts. Yes. Like, that will be amazing because you always just see people with their phones up and watching the concert through their screen. And yes. so now to be able to just watch it in real time, experience it, but still capture those right. moments and, and see it afterwards. Just yes. Super Absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, tell me, Jay, so we know about the glasses now. So then where does Pomeroy come sure. into play? How did you help um, your client Sunglasses Hut then bring these glasses, amazing glasses, sure. into their stores? Yeah, and this really tells the power of what Pomeroy does. Sunglass Hut, longtime customer of Pomeroy through the Luxottica brand, and Pomeroy supports all of the Luxottica brands in the U.S., but it requires technology in the stores that historically have not been there. And the associates, as as much as I think store associates want their hands on technology, it comes with a large responsibility of making sure that everything is working when that customer walks in. There are demo areas of the Sunglass Hut locations that are carrying these uh, Ray-Ban glasses. We actually not only did the infrastructure so that the wireless glasses would work, but we also are maintaining that area. So if anything goes wrong, mm-hmm. the associate can place a ticket mm-hmm. and it gets routed to Pomeroy so that we can hit, swap out parts, check the network, mm-hmm. remotely be able to fix whatever we can, or yeah. we will actually get a technician in the car to that location to get yeah. the problem fixed. So yeah. it just takes the anxiety out of selling technology, whereas historically you and I could just walk in and like sure. try on our sunglasses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, exactly. So I'm sure Sunglasses Hut, as just a sunglasses retailer, yep. never had a reason to be super tech enabled in the past. Correct. Uh, they used to be just a little stand in the mall and then they grew into stores. You know, I think we've all been in a Sunglass Hut store 
and we know the size of those. So being able to get customers back mm-hmm. into those stores and have a really cool technological experience yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about um, that customer experience? So you spoke a little bit about the tech on the um, employee side, yeah. enabling the employees, but how then does the tech then enable the customer experience to be a better uh, improved experience in the store? So I think it it is changing a nice to have item mm-hmm. into a commodity, mm-hmm. a requirement. I think we've all had experiences where we our hopes are high, we're mm-hmm. going in to see a product, and either one of two things happens. In a brick and mortar store, either it's not there mm-hmm. or it's not working. Right. So I think we all have experiences of hoping and praying that yeah. probably keyboard is going to be there <laughs> for you to touch, but it's just as important uh, in a Ray-Ban store to be able to have your hopes high, be able to go in and touch and feel and interact yeah. and actually have your confidence mm-hmm. change. I think any new technology, consumers start off on the side of being skeptical mm-hmm. and then they become champions. So it's a huge transition to make in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that is having demos <laughs> that work. Yeah. So, And I yeah. mean, and that plays a big role in... in- actual sales right yes. so if you can't go in if you can't try them on correct this isn't you know it's not a necessity and it's definitely not right. um, a super low price point so it's really something you want to try on test out what's the functionality what does the video resolution actually look like how right. does it really come out and those are all things like critical determining factors for consumers if they are going to invest in, yeah. in that purchase so yep, definitely super important yep So, Jay, when you're working with brands such as Sunglasses Hut, what strategies have you found that are most effective when it comes to ensuring a successful adoption and utilization of new technologies within their infrastructure? Yeah, absolutely. Having been in this space for 24 years, I think a lot of times, having been on the hardware and the software side, a lot of these conversations with retailers start with where they want to get to, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. You wanna get to a very tailored customer experience where someone walks in and they know who they are Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be excited about technology. That's not possible without coming back over here Mm -hmm. and saying, what is the network? What is my current hardware and software allow? So there's like two things that have been happening in the retail space and one is easier Mm add-ons, right? So we're seeing a lot at the show of mobile point of sales that can work on top of the point of sales that historically came with hardware. We're seeing a lot of these um, mobile point of sales that can augment Mm -hmm. what historically was very limiting for the stores. When we start looking at situations like Ray-Ban, this Mm -hmm. was essentially like a roll-in demo opportunity, but their network couldn't support it their point of sale needed a few tweaks to be Mm -hmm. able to capture a different type of serial number because these have cameras in them. Oh, wow. Right? So they're, you have to obviously know. So these are all things that you don't think about. Yeah. You think it'd be easy to just set up a kiosk, set up a display. Totally. Boom, bam, there you go. Totally. You're ready to roll. Totally. And so as much as it's important to say, this is the experience I want in my store with Mm -hmm. my customers, 
you have to take a step back and say, but where are we starting? Yeah. And what's the easiest path to get there? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, post-pandemic especially, what I think what we're going to see at the show are a lot of conversations about how you can make things easier for a store to flex. Mm -hmm. So one day it is an amazing customer experience and the next day it becomes a distribution center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One day we might have a really big point of sale when in that spot of that store, you just need to do returns, right? So yes. it's making things lighter and easier to pivot. Which has definitely been uh, one of the, the, the keywords Yes. The last couple of years, I mean, after COVID, it was, you know, shift and now it's pivot with AI yes. uh, and technology. So never a dull moment <laughs> in the world of retail. Never um, a dull moment. <laughs> yep. Jay, thank you so much for thank stopping you, by. Ella. Congratulations on the launch with the Ray-Ban glasses. Yep. Like viral, super cool. Go and check them out. And if anybody is interested in learning more about Pomeroy, where can they go? They can go to our website. They also can just stalk me on LinkedIn and, <laughs> and I'll be happy to answer any questions. <laughs> well, yes. thank you, Jay, so much. Thank it's been you. a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good show, everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.